Hello everyone, I am Bala Ramadurai. Uh, welcome to this uh, Triz India podcast uh, series, um, episode number 3. Um, I am an innovation facilitator at Mindtree. Uh, there are two others on uh, this call and possibly a third one. He is uh, right now stuck in uh, Bangalore traffic, the world famous Bangalore traffic. And he's probably jotting down a lot of neat ideas. So, um, over to you, Prakash. Uh, he's calling in from Atlanta, by the way. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm actually calling from the other side of the world, but uh, that's also a, a good example to start with our, our uh, next session. Um, well, um, yeah, my name is Prakash, and uh, I don't think uh, we need a lot of introduction. So, over to you, Murli. Hi, my name is uh, Murli. I'm a Triz India Community Manager and an Innovation Facilitator at uh, uh, Mindtree. Uh, today we will look at um, nine windows in this uh, podcast. We will start with Bala giving a brief uh, intro about the tool. So, nine windows as it says is actually like, uh, you know, you take a fresh piece of paper, a, a totally blank piece of paper, um, draw the uh, tic-tac-toe, the famous, um, you know, board, uh, when you're bored in a meeting, uh, you take, you play knots and crosses or tic-tac-toe with your neighbor. That's what you need to do, just the blank, um, you know, two vertical lines and two horizontal lines forming a three by three matrix. So this essentially is the building block of nine windows. Um, and the uh, y-axis uh, or the vertical axis is the uh, you know, space part of it, so which is um, we are going to call the middle part uh, of the middle, uh, you know, middle row as the system, uh, the top row as super system, and the bottom row as subsystem. Uh, what it essentially means is that in space you break it down into uh, what does my system or the problem that I am working on uh, consist of, and you get subsystem components. And where is my system fitting into is the super system. Um, and in the x-axis or the horizontal axis, you have time represented, uh, which means the center has present uh, what is right now going on. Um, the uh, one immediately left to that, the column left to that would be uh, past what happened before the system came into existence or the uh, uh, or the problem uh, wasn't there how was it how did it look like and post that that is the uh, the the, the, the um, column right of the central column is the future uh, column so what happened after uh, the system or what do you predict will happen to the system so this in short is the nine windows uh, to Quickly go into an example. Uh, we've picked a, a you know a glamorous superstar of uh, South Indian cinema and uh, uh, primarily originated in uh, South India. Uh, his name is uh, Rajini Kant. Uh, everybody in India pretty much knows about him. Uh, his movies are uh, you know uh, worldwide. They're released. Uh, apparently, has a big fan following in Japan. Uh, and uh, America as well, not only among the, uh, you know, the Indian movie going public, uh, by, by as well as, you know, people who uh, are interested in uh, India. And uh, so here's a great opportunity for you, go, for you to go to the nearest Indian store uh, if you're outside India. And if you're in India, of course, I'm, uh, I'm sure you'll find plenty of movies of Rajinikanth. 
to fully understand you know why we picked up his name for the nine windows so he is the system um, uh, and he goes by the name superstar so he's going to sit right in the center of the nine windows uh, so what skills does he have uh, he is known for his style uh, of enact enacting he is, if anything is movies are uh, are full of uh, you know new and exotic styles uh, you know with the advent of graphics it's more filled with graphics uh, also but uh, his uh, ingenuity is usually in this the way he you know throws things around beats the ba- beats up the bad guys his ideas in uh, you know coming up with a plan to get the bad guys out help the poor all that is uh, his subsystem components what he has where does he fit into well movie industry for one uh, in a indian movie industry uh, um, and uh, plenty of uh, you know uh, you know he also caters to the japan uh, movie public so he has a few japanese characters meaning uh, story characters uh, built in also in his, in some of his movies um, and then uh, he also targets the Uh, non-resident indian uh, population outside of india so he has uh, story you know elements uh, for that as well so that is the super system where he fits into that's today um and uh, this is the interesting bit he used to be uh, what is a, a ro- uh, i mean if you go into the past uh, system uh, what was he before this Uh, he used to be what's called a role in uh, indian transport called a conductor um, uh, also in uh, the west as well we have uh, uh, you know people who collect tickets uh, on a bus uh, you know on a public transport uh, he was that before he got into movie industry so what did he uh, what the skill sets that Uh, he had before was probably you know collecting all the tickets uh, keeping the passengers happy so those are all the subsystem components the skill sets he had he still probably had a few style elements to the way uh, you know the way he moves around in on on screen uh, that wouldn't surprise us if he actually handled the tickets you know in a, in a stylish manner um, and in the super system where his you know deeds actions fit into as probably to extend the profitability of the transport company uh, or the buses uh, so all those those formed the super system component now the f- moving on to the rightmost column the system what is he going to be in the future uh, well the trends that we see uh, is on the elements that he shows in the in his movies uh, say uh, suggest that he is probably interested in politics we don't know but we have just uh looking at uh you know uh, tidbits that he says in public uh to the press or in his movies looks like he's moving towards politics so say assume that he is in politics in the future what skill st- skill sets does he need so he needs to take programs initiatives to help the poor to help the needy to help the public at large so he needs to be really good at project execution from start to finish or at least identify the right people so sort of project management uh, or all sorts of stuff that goes into making a politician uh, and as well as you know the popularity stuff that he has to do to be uh, in power um 
where what is the super system well uh, super system is uh, he is fitting into say the national uh, federal politics or is he going to fit into the state politics uh, the state of tamil nadu as it is called the uh, where his movies are you know majorly uh, you know popular uh, so that's where his super system is uh, guys do you have anything to add about uh, the great superstar rajinikanth actually one thing i wanted to note here was uh, you know if you look at the uh, uh, super system elements and you traverse from the left to the right on say the super system from present to the future there are connecting elements so if you look at it the media in the super system could be a connecting element that will probably uh, you know lend its supports uh, uh, to his political life also and there is this uh, rajinikanth fan club which will spread the message which will take initiative which will do social good and that could in turn become the you know the party office for example so um, if you traverse from left to right on the uh, you know nine windows what you will get is basically how a trend is operating for a specific function around your system okay good point um i actually wanted to offer another uh, you know alternate um, uh, vocabulary to um, you know using nine windows um you know the system subsystem super system while it is uh, you know perfectly fine for engineers um um is it's not so great for um, uh, you know normal people okay murli got off the line for some reason uh well i'll continue his uh, thread uh, basically he wants to introduce a different parlance uh, it sounds very geeky uh, super system system and subsystem so can you make it uh, more ordinary so that other people can understand uh, well you can say uh, this is where i operate my area uh, could be the central row uh, the row uh there he is murli is back so i'll let you do the talking murli i was just filling in uh, what possibly you were thinking about okay this is uh, shankar here oh we have one we have the person who is stuck in traffic now shankar welcome yeah. thank so, you <laughs> so uh murli are you there yeah i'm there okay you can continue then so you know one of the alternate words that uh, makes a lot of sense for people is um, you know um, in the center which is basically the origin of the nine windows um, you call it as here and now you know so that's basically how you call your system how it is you know really working right now so you know that we call it as here and now and what is around your system you know that becomes your uh, super system in other words and what is inside your system that is basically what is your subsystem so you could basically visualize it as here and now what's around and what's inside and that um, you know works for a lot of people who are not you know geeky or you know engineer uh, type of thing and you could you know instead of saying as the past present and future you say what was before and what is you know coming after so so that basically gives them a alternative to look at nine windows but um, eventually they will be constructing the same thing but certain words work for uh, you know certain set of people um, better than the others got it yeah so i was saying you know my area my arena could be the central piece uh, say the customer your the customers that you feed into so business guys can relate to that uh, you know uh, could be the next level uh, instead of the super system and sub system could be you know my skill set or uh, my team uh, whatever you you know your area consists of you can put that as that dimension So Prakash do you have anything to add on the on Rajinikanth or on uh, nine windows in general 
He's inside the car. <laughs> He's inside the car and uh, various systems, uh, cars, the components and you know, what not. Uh, you know, maybe we can consider Shankar's emotions uh, as uh, a subsystem because you know, <laughs> he thinks of it while he's driving. Now, consider that, uh, you know, a little while ago, uh, maybe uh, uh, 40 minutes ago, that uh, he, he started driving from home. So that, that's the past. So if I consider that he's stuck in a traffic jam, that 40 minutes ago passed. Well, I could consider, uh, I could look at that past in a different way that, you know, five years back, uh, you know, if Shankar is going to office, so that's also, a, 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 you know, the past. Maybe he's not using that car or maybe there's no traffic jam. And, and tomorrow, if I want to look at the subsystem uh, again, I can see that, you know, maybe Shankar would probably do his, uh, you know, telecommuting and, you know, he, uh, the car that he wants to drive would completely change. Maybe he's not driving a car and the system, uh, technical components and subsystem would change. So, this is 
components or uh, what are the, you know other pieces involved in it so that that they create data and give it to me so and that's when I look at probably nanosecond so mm. I think I think you can you will know when you want to do the time frame uh, probably a different example that uh, you know uh, uh, BMW this I was watching uh, a, a documentary about how they design their car. So BMW, this one of the questions that they, uh, you know they were trying to you know address that now they design a car today and they uh, look at everything about a car now and design it and that design to go to market it takes about five years from now. Mm. But that's how they do it. Now in next five years things would have changed. I mean the, their interest level people the taste of design would have probably changed. How do they, you know, address that situation? Well, the answer is interesting. Well, when they do design, they look at that, the previously how that is evolved, and there is a definite trend. I think, you know, that's a good example that we can talk about trends also later for time, but there's a definite trend how people like their design. And they, they understand that very well, that the design trend. And they also connect what the market, how the market is happening. So they look at the trend, you know, how the trend is in retail, how the trend is in a completely different domain. Uh, and they analyze that pattern, they incorporate that for today. So if they want to understand that, you know, five years ten from now in, in, in certain situation, and that is completely unrelated, they look at their super system, you know, a consumer, their, how they uh, the design, probably one of the retail, uh, you know, the dress probably could be whatever, shoes could, you know, whatever. So that design for next five years, they look at now. And obviously they are looking at the super system for next five years. To awesome. some elements in their design. Awesome. So, uh, in short, I think, uh, you know, problem solving uh, where, you know, the time dimensions are very rapid and quick, you would probably put it in orders of nanoseconds or milliseconds, as you said, and uh, where your problem or, uh, you know, system demands that it's going to be much slower in evolution, you probably start expanding this and then uh, looking at, um, you know, longer periods of time in the uh, in the x-axis. Uh, actually, that leads me to another point is that uh, nine windows needn't be just nine windows. I think that's the basic minimum you can have. Um, and you can actually expand it on, uh, you know, each of these dimensions. So space could be even, uh, so what is a super system of my super system? So it could be a super, super system on, on top. So uh, where does, uh, so if you're talking about the business dimension, it probably is customers, customer. So you have a customer and you have customers, customer. So those are the next dimension. So what am I going to do next quarter about that? What am I going to do the quarter after that could be the next set of, so you can actually have as many windows as possible. Uh, but nine is the bare minimum, I guess. So uh, Shankar, uh, what is your experience or do you have any examples of uh, you know nine windows that you've used? Um, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> in fact, what I, I do is uh, kind of uh, do a nine window and from there proceed to kind of uh, use it, demonstrate how nine windows can be a tool for uh, generating what we refer to as out of the box ideas. So if, if you really remember the nine dot puzzle mm. uh, where there will be basically a three by three grid of dots and then you have to connect all these nine dots using not more than four lines. 
uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with that uh, puzzle. In fact, uh, the solution to the puzzle gave rise to the phrase out of the box, which we so hmm. commonly use. Yep. Um, the way those four lines are actually, they go out of the grid of this uh, nine dots. Uh, the lines are extended beyond this, and that's how we could connect uh, all the nine dots using only four lines. So having demonstrated that puzzle, I come back and say the nine windows, if we can uh, compare them to the nine dots, then what is the equivalent of going out of these nine dots uh, so that uh, we can use the same funder to come up with the out-of-the-box ideas. Mm. So if you just take a moment to visualize the nine dots and the nine windows, now the equivalent of going beyond the nine dots, both along the vertical and horizontal axis, can be done with just two simple tools. Um, one is basically when you want to look beyond the future, we are looking at past, present, future. If you want to really look far ahead instead of the immediate future, the tool that you can use is the IFR. Because IFR is going to say, it doesn't care whether it's going to happen tomorrow or next month or next year. This is the ideal thing, situation to be in. This is how it's going to be. And if you want to really look beneath the subsystem, which is equivalent of going down in the vertical axis, that is asking the five whys. Today, you may be at particular level of subsystem. Shankar, Shankar, let me butt in there. Uh, I, IFR for people who are not aware is ideal final result uh, and uh, that's the place you know that's our uh, uh, topic of our first first podcast so you can go and take a you know look at our first podcast about ideal final result sorry Shankar I just wanted to clarify sure. that sure so that, that takes care of going beyond the nine dot grid on the horizontal axis and along the vertical y-axis, if you want to go beyond the nine windows, that's a, that's the other tool, five wise. Maybe we should also plan a session for discussing about five wise. Oh, sure. Just for the sake of discussion, I would just simplify that as just asking why five times till you go to a level which is fairly deep enough so that you are addressing a very fundamental problem out there. So when you ask five why, definitely you will end up uh, you land up at a level, few levels lower or deeper than the current subsystem that you are working on. So by just asking these two, what is the ideal situation to be in, and also asking why five times, why I am solving, what is the most fundamental so problem by solving which I can solve this problem holistically. By asking these two things, we'll be able to really go beyond the nine windows and really bring in a lot of out-of-the-box ideas into the system. Mm, very nice. So, having done the nine windows, I quickly move on to this phase of demonstrating the five Ys and the IFR so that quickly we can get into bringing ideas out of the conventional nine window subsystem, super system, ecosystem. That's how I use this nine window tool. Very nice. Murli, do you have an example? Um, I do have examples, but I have a question that, that has been lingering in my mind for quite a while now. Um, you know, when Prakash was giving his example, he was actually talking about module-to-module -module interaction, for example. Um, but, you know, if you look at the uh, way in which a nine windows is constructed, it is not, um, you know, really uh, telling you the relationships between, uh, you know, system elements with super system elements or system elements with subsystem elements. I agree. Those are all, those are all actually independently, uh, you know, um, uh, remaining there. So, 
they, they, they don't lend themselves to actually mapping relationship. I feel uh, to like functional analysis, um, you know, it is much better suited when we are looking at mapping relationships and what type of relationship it is among system elements. So FA will be much suited. But if you are willing to basically visualize from different points in time or different points in space, then nine windows is best suited for you. And it also helps very good uh, with respect to visualizing the trend either going from you know the bottom subsystem to the super system which is the trend that risk causes transition to super system so if you take a single function how does it operate at a subsystem level and how does it work in the system to the super system you could visualize in that manner the vertical way or you could actually go forward in time to see if a function is actually evolving itself in um, you know in time so you know even that it helps a lot so with respect to relationships, I don't feel this is the right tool, but um, with respect to visualizing, with respect to forcing yourself and breaking psychology in Russia on time and space, Nine Windows lends itself as a great tool actually. Very nice. So I was thinking that you know uh, this probably leads to another session on uh, uh, an excellent tool, visual tool called uh, functional analysis uh, or a functional map. So wherein the functions that uh, so actually nine windows, as Murli put it, is a laundry list of stuff that is there in your system or in your subsystem, uh, but it doesn't really tell you what are the relationship between these. You can force fit them, but it doesn't really come out very well. So if you use these list of items and then move on to making a map out of it, how do they map uh, today and how was it uh, say a few years ago and how will it be a few years from now, uh, then uh, you know it makes a lot more sense and it's very powerful that way. Trying to find out where the elements are, what are they doing, what is the function, what is the target. Uh, is it something in the super system that we tend to satisfy? So that function sort of comes out uh, when you actually draw that map. So anyway, we'll have another session on just functional uh, map. Uh, interesting point. Uh, so Murli, uh, back to your example. I know you had one example and which I thought was very powerful. Do you want to give that now? Uh, no, I mean the example that that I have actually uh, you know clearly demonstrates uh, the function and the system. Um, so you know I take a function that that's like say dispensing money or uh, you getting money from your own savings bank account. So uh, today, if you look at it in the center of the origin of the uh, nine windows, you would actually have a automated teller machine and you would probably have a debit card. Um, you would swipe the card and then you will press your uh, you know um, the pin. And you will get the money if there is a you know outstanding um, you know the, the money is, is actually available in your account. So so that's the basic process. But if you look at it, what is actually happening is, is, is one you are getting authenticated against you know a specific password or a identifier, and two you are bank account is being checked for availability of cash. So these two functions, if you look at it, how was it happening in the past is. Uh, you used to have a, a checkbook or a check leaf and you go to your specific branch and the teller actually looks at the serial number in your check, uh, looks at the signature that is on the uh, check uh, leaf and then he verifies against your signature that is available in his record, probably in a register and he also checks the register for available cash balance and then he does that. Um, so the function basically in the past was actually operating in a completely different set of systems. Um, in the future, it could actually, you know, take a different form altogether, uh, where it could be a biometric thing or where it could be cross-currency, for example. Um, so it could actually, uh, you know, evolve into something completely different. 
Um, so if you take a specific function and visualize yourself as you move through time, and the time frame that I've taken for this example is, is less than 20 years, um, so it, it helps you visualize that very well. So you should go function by function when you are trying to do uh, nine windows, and you will be able to see those trends much clearly if you go function by function. Okay. Um, see, I had uh, one point is that uh, you know nine windows, uh, like we said, out of the box. But uh, primarily, lots of times we hear this word "big picture thinking." Big picture thing. I I keep hearing this every time, and people are wondering, you know, how do I do this big picture thinking? I think nine windows is an excellent tool to do that. So you're not just thinking about what your system does, what your uh, area of expertise is, uh, but you're thinking about where does this all fit into. And how was this before this and how I think this will go ahead. So this sort of expands your system and that's what I call big picture thinking. So one is the out of box uh, stuff that uh, Shankar talked about and I think the next one, very important one is also big picture thinking. Uh, any uh, last words gentlemen uh, or uh, you know, do you have some more points on uh, nine windows, your experiences? Um. I think uh, uh, well, when we talk about nine windows, uh, you know, I think we, we can keep going with examples and the way we can use it, you know, how we can use it, and all these questions uh, will. Uh, and I mean, and we can we can actually answer a lot of questions, and uh, uh, well, we can keep going actually. But uh, <laughs> one thing, uh, one thing about nine windows, well, the fact that I really like nine windows, and I naturally think. Uh, you know, nine windows, and uh, I feel that you know this is something really I need to think in detail. Um, a lot of uh, I, I, when I discuss with uh, nine windows, a lot of people uh, they are like, okay, yeah, this is something that I know, I think I do. But the, as a matter of fact, that it is uh, maybe more uh, you know uh, again as I said earlier, science behind it maybe more because of the cognitive ability of uh, ourselves, uh, we don't tend to think, uh, you know, we, we have very limited uh, uh, space, uh, time when, time to think about so many other things like super system when we actually are in a situation and problem. Nine Windows addresses that, uh, really that and, you know, the moment we just go that and put that center, what is that, the current situation, I think we just get, you know, we explore the problem in better and maybe get a lot of thoughts and ideas. And how do you want to use it? What time frame that you want to use? I think it, it's very natural. The moment you put that in the center, you, you get that. You, mm. you get uh, the time frame and, you know, you get what level you want to go. And uh, another interesting aspect about 9 windows, I think Murli already mentioned that, using, and Shankar also mentioned that, using 9 windows in conjunction with other tools, I think that's that's really great uh, way of you know uh, identifying new new out of the box uh, ideas and uh, you know come out with really uh, uh, radical questions at times if you want to uh, you know if you are trying to address a problem. What I feel is uh, you know uh, to 
begin with any problem definition, uh, if you begin with nine windows, that really pushes people uh, to identify systems, super systems, subsystem elements to such an extent that they themselves get the, uh, you know, the broader understanding of where their problem is and, you know, what is it that they are trying to solve, where is the contradiction lying, so they are able to visualize it better. So, de facto, you know, if you actually go with nine windows as the first problem definition thing, um, it, it serves in most problem situations, is my opinion. Excellent. Absolutely, I, I second that. Yep, yep. So I guess we lost Shankar uh, because I don't hear any traffic noises. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, uh, thank you folks uh, for listening to this uh, session on Nine Windows. Um, you know, if you have any questions as usual, uh, you know, or any, uh, you have your experiences with Nine Windows and you'd like to share it. Uh, you can uh, email us uh, or you know on social media we are there or just uh, post a discussion on uh, trisindia.org um, we'll be happy to answer them and there are world's experts on uh, you know Tris who can even guide you on that anyway thank you so much we'll see you in the next podcast thank you bye thank you bye